Hello, and welcome to the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement's podcast, Wonks at Work. I'm Craig Wilson, your host, a self-declared wonk, dad of two boys, native Arkansan, and I've been the health policy director at the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement for more than a decade. On this show, we aim to demystify, boil down, and unwonk, if you will, complex topics so that you can understand how the healthcare system is working or not working for you. Thanks for listening in today. On this episode, we are going to extend our focus on the birthing journey and explore a Medicaid program in Arkansas that's designed to improve outcomes for high-risk pregnancies. But before I introduce our guest today, I need to offer a little background. Medicaid expansion coverage for low-income adults under the Affordable Care Act started 10 years ago under the name the Healthcare Independence Program. Since its inception, the program has undergone two name changes and several changes to its features. I like to say that it's like a Christmas tree that gets different ornaments each year to see which ones work best. Now, the current name of the program is Arkansas Health and Opportunity for Me, or Our Home. And a focus of this iteration of the program is to prioritize several at-risk populations through what are called Life 360 homes. Among those prioritized populations are justice-involved young adults, adults in rural communities with behavioral health and substance use challenges, and at-risk soon-to-be mothers. Soon-to-be mothers in Life360 homes are provided with additional intensive supports to improve the chances of a healthier outcome for the mom and the baby. Here to talk about what Baptist Health is doing on the maternal Life360 homes is Dr. Kalina Jones, who is System Director of Our Home Programs for Baptist Health. Dr. Jones is an Arkansas native who completed her undergraduate studies at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock and obtained her doctorate in health sciences from A.T. Still University College of Graduate Health Studies in Kirksville, Missouri. Dr. Jones, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. So before we get to the more serious stuff, I want to know what keeps you busy when you're not working. Great question. So <laughs> I'm asked that question quite often. I would definitely say my three children. Yeah. Um, they are some busy bees. Um, I have three. My oldest is 12. My son is eight. And my youngest daughter is six. Oh, gosh. All three of them are involved in extracurricular activities. They're involved in clubs at school. And so every night of the week, we are doing something. If we're not doing something, we are planning to do something. <laughs> um, so very busy Monday through Sunday. Um, we're doing something with yeah. the children. So they keep me on our on my toes. They keep my husband on his toes. And so that's what I'm doing I, outside of work. I know that I have a 10 and a seven year old. So I, I know those those days. Yes. Um, so I asked this of all of our wonky guests. What would you say is your theme song? Oh, absolutely. Um <laughs> I'd say Golden by Jill Scott. Okay. And um, the reason that song I say is my theme song is because, you know, the lyrics just resonate with me so well. Just it reminds me every day when I listen to it um, that we have a light within us that has to shine. And so especially working in healthcare, Mm -hmm. um, I have to let my light shine every day because you never know who's going to see me. Mm -hmm. And I want them to see God's love through the work that I do.
Yeah, I've, I've been listening to uh, to Carol King recently. The beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's very similar kind of message. Yeah, you know, absolutely. just you're beautiful no matter what. Um, I want to start with the Maternal Life 360 homes. Um, now, different hospitals in the state, I know, I'm sure they have different approaches. Can you describe how Baptist Health has approached this effort? Sure. So Baptist Health has approached this effort, which I will say, um, <laughs> none of us know what we're doing fully yet. Yeah. It's, it's new. It's a big issue. Um, we're just trying to make movement in the positive direction. But um, Baptist's approach has definitely been a we can and we will attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, we know the state has come up with this idea to implement the Maternal 360 Life Home. Mm-hmm. But irregardless if the state came up with that idea or not, Baptist has had the commitment to do something mm-hmm. and do something different to change the lives of pregnant women across the state. And so although we'll be contracted with the state to do, you know, the home visiting through this program, um, we're committed to make this work work and take it further. Um, when I say further, we're hoping to um, enhance and expand the prenatal offerings that we have mm-hmm. um, through the use of APRNs, through the use of our mobile health unit, you name it. So our approach is a little different, mm-hmm. um, but we are taking that home visiting model and taking it a step further. And you say the home visiting model, mm-hmm. so po- uh, postpartum? So know? actually the home visiting model we are planning to use is from Vanderbilt University. Okay. It's called MyHow, and that stands for Maternal Infant Health Outreach Worker. Okay. Um, th- that's an evidence-based model um, that's out there, and it states that you'll see some movement in a positive way if you visit moms once a month mm-hmm. through the prenatal period okay. and continue that until the child turns three. Oh, wow. Now, at Baptist Health, we plan to continue it until the child's second birthday mm-hmm. so that we increase our capacity to serve more moms. That's great. That's great. So as part of that home visiting, I'm sure those nurses or whomever goes into the home, they're going to encounter people who have social needs that are going to impact their health outcomes. Do you have an approach to identify social needs of the participants? And are you partnering with anyone in the community to address those needs? Great question. So um, I will say the community health workers are not licensed mm-hmm. healthcare workers. So these are individuals who have lived experiences. They have experience with mental health, substance use, behavioral issues. They have experience with just working with the homeless population. So these are individuals that have had boots on the ground, have done the work before, And so when we talk about going into the homes, these individuals have been trained and they will continue to be trained on how to identify those issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Baptist uses a screening tool. It's a social determinants of health screening tool. Mm -hmm. Anyone that enters our system, if you've ever come to Baptist, you've actually completed the survey. I think I have. Yeah. And so um, (laughs) it's really neat. It's available in our electronic health record, but it populates when you first enter our system. And then there's a um, frequency in which that survey will pop up again. Mm -hmm. Our intention with this home visiting program is to do the screening tool with the moms when they first enter our program, and then we'll periodically continue to screen them throughout the pregnancy, as they deliver, and then before they go home, we'll keep doing it. Because through that tool, we're able to identify all of those issues. We're able to identify if that mom is facing housing insecurity, if Mm -hmm. she's facing um, food insecurity. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the mom is in a domestic relationship. Um, There's some domestic abuse there. Um, Through that, that process, we'll be able to catch it, identify it, and then connect them with the proper resource to help address those issues. And so what I think I love most about it, you asked the question about who are we partnering with. Um, Baptist has had our community outreach department in place for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. 
that department is a powerhouse. It's robust. Um, they're already connected with the community, already connected with multiple organizations. So our intention here will be to tap into community outreach and their wealth of resources and connect those moms with the care that they need in the right. community. That's great. So I know you mentioned that this is a, a new program, of course. Do you know, are there metrics for evaluation associated with the Maternal Life 360 home? Absolutely. So the state has already identified certain metrics that they want us to track. Okay. Um, you know, big picture, we're tracking maternal mortality rates. Mm-hmm. We're also tracking infant mortality rates. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very hard for one healthcare system to directly right. influence those numbers. <laughs> and so um, there is a list of metrics that um, I've worked with um, some providers within our system to identify that we think will be beneficial to track from the beginning of the program moving forward. And I'll run through those. Yeah. Um, Medicaid enrollment numbers, are they enrolled in a Medicaid plan, Um, monthly home visit compliance, whether or not they attend our monthly support group sessions. Mm -hmm. We're offering those for our moms, put them in a cohort. They can go through pregnancy, go through life together. Um, Clinic visit compliance, are they attending their OB appointments, the appointments with the APRNs? And we're also going to track whether or not they have a PCP assigned. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a missing piece in healthcare that we sometimes overlook. We're going to track hospital admissions and readmission rates. ED visits, we're trying to reduce those. Yeah. Um, NICU stay, C-section deliveries, we'll look at live births. We'll look at birth weight, both low and high. Um, we'll look at early periodic screening, diagnosis, and treatment visits. And that those are just those preventative um, visits that we'll schedule for the moms. Last two, we're looking at the number of premature births. We're mm-hmm. hoping that we have more full-term babies right. born, so 37 weeks and greater. And then we'll also be tracking the number of mothers who are exclusively breastfeeding. Baptist Health is a baby-friendly hospital, Mm -hmm. so we definitely promote breastfeeding. Now, there are instances in which moms can't, either their personal choice or maybe they have something going on with their health and medications. And so we definitely will still support them to make sure that mom and baby have the proper nutrition. So I I know that Life360 maternal homes, are they're new to you, but you mentioned that as part of your mission in Baptist Health to have healthier pregnancies and healthier babies and moms. How does this fit into the other strategies that you have for improving maternal health outcomes? Absolutely. So our Maternal Life 360, as we know it, um, it's an additional layer of support to pregnant women. Okay, Mm -hmm. And so it's important to understand that's the the basis of this program. However, um, we're going to work within our community outreach. Mm -hmm. And so the strategy at Baptist Health is to touch every mom. While Maternal 360 is really targeting the underserved, Mm -hmm. underinsured population, as a healthcare system, we're touching every mom. Every mom should have access to um, quality prenatal care, irregardless of their coverage. Um, every mom should have access to community resources, should have access to basic life support for infants, um, car seat safety, sleep, yeah. safe sleep, all of those things. And so this program will definitely enable us to reach moms where they are. Um, I think the component of home visiting is where you mentioned it's been around, but we've not done it before at Baptist Health that's going to give us that personal touch to our moms. So our overall strategy is to reach every mom and leverage technology. So while the Maternal 360 does not focus on technology as a healthcare system, we've decided to move that direction. Mm -hmm. So we're in the process now of developing some resources that will be at the mom's fingertips. And it's for moms that maybe mom has full coverage. Maybe mom is paying out of pocket. Um, Maybe mom has no coverage. We still can put this app in their hands. And they'll have 24-7 access to resources, literature. Say they're in a crisis situation, they'll have access to someone in the psych field Mm -hmm. at the fingertip. And so we're working on getting that that up and running. 
it's a lot of IT stuff that's above my head that's going on behind the scenes. But Same. Um, that is also one way that we're integrating that into our strategy to touch every mother. Yeah. Um, another strategy, and, you know, I'm probably speaking ahead, but I think it's worthwhile mentioning there are so many healthcare organizations that are committed to helping and figuring this issue out. And so I do foresee later down the line um, perhaps a strategy that will involve every healthcare system working together mm-hmm. to just triage our moms and figure out, okay, where's a great place for you to deliver? Mm-hmm. Um, where can you go at your community level to get immediate care? Yeah. And so those are some of our strategies, big picture, touch every mom, every mom that we can, and just wrap them around education, resources, and technology. That touch every mom strategy is, I think it's critical because when you look at the maternal mortality and morbidity numbers, it happens regardless of income. Absolutely. Right? Um, so it, it can happen to anyone, and, and that's very important to touch every mom. Um, do you have any estimates on how many expectant mothers might participate or success stories thus far? Yeah. So um, as far as our goal for a number of moms within the home, uh, maternal 360 home program, We're hoping to serve 100 moms the first year. Okay. All right. And that's across two different locations um, here in central Arkansas. And so our goal is to reach 100. Now, within our community outreach, we already have prenatal wellness units. Okay. We have 18 clinics across the state that are community health units. But two of those are specific to pregnancy wellness. Mm. And so right now we're seeing over 400 moms at each of those locations. Mm. It is crazy. And so, you know, when we talk about home visiting, we will definitely target 100 moms starting out the first year. And then every year we plan to expand that number, um, add to our community health worker team and touch even more moms. But in terms of the work that we're doing, we're going to be touching probably 400, 500 a year. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a that's a big number. All right. So my last question for you um, Prior to your work at, at Baptist Health, you've had various positions in the healthcare field, including uh, some foundation work that I saw. So for up-and-comers who might want to do similar work, what's your advice to them? Yeah. I think that's a question everyone should ask everyone. <laughs> um, if I had someone to tell me that when I was younger, it would be yeah. great. So I would definitely tell up-and-comers, don't forget your why. Hmm. And that, that's a simple statement, but it's loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy in healthcare to get attracted to, you know, titles and positions and organizations and numbers and all that great stuff. But I think the most successful people in the fields of public health and community health work don't forget why they got started. Um, I'm fortunate to work for Baptist Health. And as many people know, our mission statement is a very strong one. Mm-hmm. And it's one that resonates with me personally. Um, part of our mission statement just states, you know, we're more than a business. We are a healing ministry Mm -hmm. that aligns with my why I live every day to help take care of someone else and make sure someone's life is better, even though I'm not directly providing that care. And so for the up and comers, don't forget why you're doing this. Times get hard. You know, we just came out of a pandemic, a major crisis, and it was very easy for individuals to say, I'm throwing my hands up, Mm -hmm. not saying they forgot their why. But that's an example of hard times. Yeah. And in healthcare, it gets hard. It's unpredictable. You just never know what you're going to get. It's like that <laughs> box of chocolates. Um, but if you remember your why, it's easy on those days where you want to just go home and ball up and cry yeah. um, to stick to it. My pastor calls it pit bull tenacity. And so you have to have that if you're going to jump into this type of work. That is excellent, excellent advice. Well, 
Dr. Jones, thanks so much for joining us and being on the show and, and keep continuing to do the great work that you're doing. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Wonks at Work. You can listen to our bi-weekly podcast on our website, achi.net. If you have any topics you would like for us to consider, please email us at achi at achi.net. As a reminder, the views, information, and opinions expressed by our podcast guests are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent those of the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The podcast does not constitute medical, legal, or other professional advice or services. We hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. And again, thanks for listening.